Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This episode, we continue our investigation into the mind and crimes of Stoneman Douglas High School shooter Nicholas Cruz, including testimony from his trial. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Monsters Who Murder. Serial killer confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. You know, I didn't want to get in the car. I had to... With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Hello there and welcome to Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions. I'm Rob McKnight and joining me, of course, is the serial killer whisperer, true crime author and criminologist, Amanda Howard. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Robert. And can I say, um, I want to wish you good luck straight off, off the top of today's episode because I know you're going in for some surgery later this week. Yes, I'm getting... Uh, some surgery on my throat uh, in the aims of trying to get a deep voice for broadcasting. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I have a little nodule uh, in my throat, in my yeah. voice box that um, <clears throat> causes me to do that all the time. So uh, it'll be quite nice to have that gone and hopefully have that issue gone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very worrying that that you're having this surgery. So I know you've got a great nurse there that will look after you. So <laughs> you'll be fine. That's you, Amanda. Amanda. So, yeah. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda was actually looking around, going, "Who? Who's coming over?" <laughs> she actually thought you were coming over at one stage. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm, I suck at being helpful. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, all right. <laughs> okay. Nicholas Cruz, uh, when we left you last time, he was in the middle of a psychological appointment with Dr. Scott. Uh, We're continuing that now, and you might remember we were going to take you back to the incident in McDonald's. This is where we're picking up. So you'll remember that Cruz had escaped and in a brief time got to McDonald's. Now this will create a whole different perspective. So how did you get to McDonald's? A lot. There's a long ways? Yeah. From the Walmart? How long do you think? So from school to Walmart is about 400,000 yards. And then how far is it from? An angle left down the road. Uh-huh. Probably another 600 yards. 600 yards to the McDonald's. And did you get anything to eat at the McDonald's? I thought about it. And do you know if you got anything? Are you hungry? The slushy probably wasn't enough, huh? Uh, and... Uh, what happened at the McDonald's? I talked to this kid. Told me his uh, sister was at Stomach still. Okay. And did you have any conversation about, like, did he ask you who are you or did he ask you anything about yeah, it? Yeah, I asked him if I could have a lift. I needed to uh, go to work or something like that. And he said he couldn't do it. Uh, he had a soccer game with his sister. If and he- the sad story is his sister died in the building. 
It's an interesting way to put it. The sad part is his sister died in the building. Now, let's, <laughs> like we need reminding, she didn't die in the building. She was gunned down mercilessly by Nicholas Cruz. He shot and killed her and then asked her brother for a lift home. Uh, I'm, I'm going to show that vision again. He was sitting across the table right here, remember, across from the the, sis, the brother of the sister. He was sitting right across from the brother of the girl that he had just killed. He was worried about her sister being at the high school where there had been a killer and the killer's sitting in front of him. Crazy stuff, Amanda. It is. And, you know, we we know from his testimony that um, he was trying to ring his sister to find out where she was because she wasn't answering and this yeah. is why she wasn't answering. But as, as you said, he is saying she died in the building. It sounds like, oh, my God, there was an earthquake, you know, so, so, something different happened. Not that he stood there, took aim and fired at her and killed her. And the fact that he has that distance from it, I mean, that is what he's tr trying to do. There's a disassociation. So... Um, rather than saying, yeah, and I pointed her out and I got her and then I saw her, her brother. Like, he tried to escape with the brother of a victim. Mm. Like, you can't get more cold and callous than that. He probably didn't know at the time that they were brother and sister, but the fact that he is trying to escape by another kid who's like, can't even focus. He's trying to ring his mum. He's trying to ring his sister. And he's silly saying, oh, I have a soccer game that afternoon. Like, as if that was like that, that life was going to be okay. Mm. Whereas, in fact, it absolutely got destroyed. Yeah, look, he, he wouldn't have known who he killed in most of the instances. He might have noticed some noticed some faces or something like that. But even the the outrageous moment when a guy is saying his sister's missing and, you know, the, the likelihood is yeah. that he was the cause, cause of that girl missing. Look, let's move on because after another jump in the clips, Dr. Scott asks Cruz about when he began hurting animals. And for our animal lovers out there, a word of warning, Cruz does discuss torture in this clip. Now, uh, you've told me some different examples of things you've done to uh, uh, animals, different animals. When was the very first time you can remember ever doing something that people might look at and say that's not very kind to an animal? How, how old uh, were you? I broke a lizard's back with a, with a rock. And how old were you? Uh, three. Okay. And how come you did, what do you remember about doing that? Something me and my brother did. We went around killing lizards. Okay. So uh, sometimes they skin them alive. Sometimes they set them on fire. Okay, the lizards. Yeah. Where'd you start uh, skinning the lizards alive? Uh, I just taped them to the to a little like table, and I took a knife and I just scraped them. Okay. Scraped the skin off. How old were you the first time you did that? Do you think? Four. Okay. And then uh, what about setting them on fire? How would you do that? Take a lighter. And burn instantly. How would they react? Burn instantly. Are they run instantly? Do they make any movement or sound or anything? They start curling up and okay. then just, just fall over. So that's a three, uh, four. Okay, tell me what happened next. What's the next sound progression of that? Um, uh, bird eggs. Bird eggs? What'd you do with bird eggs? I took them out of the nest and I threw them against the wall. How come? Uh, because uh, I was bored. I wouldn't let me out of the house. Okay, what did you think was going to happen to the egg if you did that? 
Uh, crack. Okay. And how old are you with that? Uh, seven. Okay. And and then what else? What happened next? Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. I set uh, spiders on fire. Okay, how old are you with that? Uh, those banana spiders, you know, those big ones. Are those really big? Yeah. Okay. I set them on fire with a now, Amanda, this is something we've talked a bit about on this podcast because torturing animals is seen as part of the serial killer t- triad, along with enuresis, that's bedwetting, and setting fires. Now, this is a three-year-old kid bashing and skinning garden lizards. I, I do... I do wonder because I, I do think sometimes kids go out and explore and they sometimes do some stupid things, but maybe just once, but this was a pattern, right? Absolutely. I mean, and and this, the psychiatrist was actually looking at the, um, the uh, escalation because he did start at small and worked bigger eggs and then banana spiders. I'm never going near my banana tree again. Maybe I will with <laughs> a, a spray can like he did. But it's just amazing that we see that he moves up and he moves to people. You know, he's not a serial killer, yes, but we can see this same triad that's actually working. It, and Eurysis, we're not so sure, but, you know, he, he did set fires and he did actually torture animals like not just you know i think that we've all probably popped um ants you know where the piece of glass and you know yes. magnifying glass and, and and popping them i think we've all, all done that which is horrible and i'll admit to that but that that's it we did it once as you said maybe twice and 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 we move on but he's like escalating so there's this compulsive behavior that continues to grow along with what he's actually doing so mm. you know but at, at the same time, whereas we're disgusted by that, he is talking so matter-of-factly. His, his, his tone of speech hasn't changed. It's not, there's no excitement. There's no disgust. He's like, yep, this is what happened next. You know, I was three when I did this. I was six when I did this. And it's amazing that he's so detached. You know, oh, she died in the building. Yeah, I said, I said spiders on fire. You know, th- th- there's just no change in how he's feeling about any of that. Yeah. Okay, well, there's another cut in the tape, and it takes us to Cruz's reading choices in prison and his knowledge of Vladimir Putin, of all people. What kind of books are you reading now? Uh, I have a book of maps. I'm trying to figure out what's happening in Ukraine. They're attacking on Fort Size, the Russians. Yeah, and so it sounds like you were able to get some news while you are in here. Terrible news. <laughs> yeah, and so you have a map, and, you're, and you, you even sort of heard on the news about... You're getting close to, to the capital of uh, Ukraine, Kizhua. Yeah, tell me what you've learned on the news about what's happening with this. Well, so far I heard that uh, Putin uh, ordered a missile strike near the capital. Okay. I uh, killed 10 people. Okay. Anything else you've learned? Uh, I learned that uh, the UN and uh, all the other countries are afraid that if they push Putin in the back corner, he might release uh, nuclear weapons. Okay. And from what you've learned about your history and uh, you have this map book. Actually, no, a lot about him, actually. Uh, he did judo. Uh, he had trouble in school. This is Putin we're talking about? Yeah, he actually told the newscast that he couldn't go into the KGB. They had, to, they had to find him. He couldn't find them. Like, he had to go through this whole process in order to go there. Yeah, how'd you, how'd you learn all this? Uh, they had a book on a book card about him. Oh, okay. On uh, the book card here? Yeah, his, his father served in World War II. Uh, before that, uh, he had a grandfather who served in World War One. Um, 
or godfather, I don't know, I can't remember. Um, his mother uh, uh, lived in uh, St. Petersburg, uh, Russia. Uh, when the war came, uh, his father almost got captured. He managed to escape and make it back to the borderline with Russia, but uh, Stalin ordered him to go back to the front line, so that's what he did. Uh, he got injured, and then he worked on the farm for the rest of his life uh, until he gave, his mother gave birth to him. Uh, he has two daughters. Uh, he got married, I think it's 1969. This is Putin we're talking about? Yeah, he had a, had a tough life. Okay. Okay, uh, Amanda is shaking her head. I have the feeling there's a bit of a fact check coming. Oh, my God. This this kid, whenever he's asked for facts, he gets them totally wrong. So I'm not a Putin person, so I did have to look up because I thought I'm sure he wouldn't be the president of, of Russia or whatever he is if he had all those issues. So mm. he said that Putin had trouble at school. Putin actually has a PhD in economics, speaks several languages, studied law and business law. So... That's not trouble at school. Um, Putin had to go through a whole process of getting hired by the KGB. Putin actually walked into the KGB directorate at 15 and said, I want to work here. And they said, go and get a degree and come back, which he did. Um, his <laughs> grandfather served in World War One. No, his grandfather was a chef who worked for um, Stalin. Uh, his father served in World War II. Yes, he did. He was Navy, then Army, and was injured in 42. So that was right. Then he said Putin got married in 1969. In 1969, Putin was 17. He got married in 1983, and he has more than two daughters. I did think and that sounded very early in the process. It was, yes, yes. Yeah, no, he's um he's not that old. So, um yeah. but And the fact that he's, he's a dog person, I think that's the only thing Putin's got going for him. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those on the audio podcast, I'm sorry. We've literally just put a picture up of Putin in the snow with two dogs and it looks like a male model catalogue or something like that. How would you describe that photo? I mean, he's lying down and it does look yeah. like he's giving both of them treats so they don't bite him, to be honest. Oh, you play with me, yeah. I give you a treat. It's like his hands are at both mouths. It looks like he's yeah, just given yeah. them a little treat to be nice, right? I mean, it's, it's a planned photo. It's absolutely a planned photo. Mm. But, um, like, he, he actually takes his dogs with him when he travels. And, in fact, he had a meeting with Angela um, Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany, and she freaked out because these two big dogs come at her. But they're, like, <laughs> absolute puppy dogs, basically. So he, he does love his dogs. No, he's no, 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 no. You, you can't and say that. And he's got Yumi. <laughs> Uh, can I just say something, right? So one of these times yep. I decided to try and exercise. I, I, I went out at like 5.30 in the morning and I'm yep. there running around an oval and this guy's got two big dogs. I don't even know what they were yep. and they're not on the leash. No, sorry, it was one dog. I, I just in my mind's eye, it felt like a pack. Uh, <laughs> but this dog came running at me. And jumped up at me and almost knocked me over. And I'm like, I'm not overly a dog person. And I'm just like, this is not cool, man. You know, like, call the dog back. Put it on the leash. Yeah. I'm trying to go for a run. And I'm just like, I, I should, when I say run, I mean a fast walk. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was wrong. You know, dog people <laughs> should be aware of other people. And so I'm on Merkel's side here. 
True, true, true. But but they are nice and friendly dogs. And he actually has one that's a uh, that was a gift from Japan. So he's very, very much a dog person. So and the fact that one of them is called Yumi and Buffy and Vernie and Pasha. So I just think that they're absolutely gorgeous. And that's oh, the only he, thing that I will say nice about him. Is he a fan of a certain vampire slayer? I think so. <laughs> How else would he pick, come up with Buffy? And that just sort of blows the mind a bit too. I had to. That's why I had to add their names in. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, Russian leaders don't like to let the West know that they followed popular culture or anything. That's why. Um, uh, who was it? Um, um, uh, the name has just gone from Gorbachev. Uh, always drank Coke. But that Coke sent it to him uncoloured so it could just be the clear liquid so people wouldn't know he was having Coke. <laughs> Google that. Isn't, isn't that now, now we've gone to a rabbit hole, isn't the reason that Fanta is orange is because the no, Russians black, didn't Red like and Coke? white is because it was part of a Coke campaign. The first time there was a, a real depiction of Santa Claus was in the yeah. 1920s or 1930s and it was a billboard designed by Coke and they gave Santa the Coke colours of red and white. So, yes, yes. Coca-Cola essentially invented our depiction of Santa Claus. Traditional scent. Yeah, but mm. what I was saying is that Fanta, there's a reason that Fanta is orange and it has to do oh, with Fanta. I thought you said Santa. That's <laughs> okay. I'll let you go down that one. That's fine. <laughs> like, like I wouldn't know about that in Santa but being Christmas crazy. Fanta is orange and there's a reason it's orange and it's R German, Russian, something. It's because they didn't want to have Coke or there something, something. Um, that I can't think of, but yeah, there's definitely yeah, good story about fan. Good story, yeah. I know. Always good to go down the yeah, path when you don't know the punchline. Mm -hmm. Oh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move back on track and move to the third day of Dr. Scott's interview with Cruz, who now begins talking about the crimes he had committed. Trip away how to steal. Okay. I don't want to steal too much because I don't want to get arrested but I'm on a blacklist. Okay. So okay. usually what I stole was candy, food. Okay. Uh, magazines, movies, video games, video game controllers. Okay. Uh, did you ever take any of those things before you were age 15? No, uh, well, I tried to. Okay. What, tell me what anything you took before or stole, shoplifted before 15. Movies. What kind of movies would you steal? Anything on the market. Anything I found interesting, like Predator. Would that be like, was that in the old days when they had like DVDs and stuff? I don't know if they had that so much anymore. Not anymore. Now you can just go on the internet. But you would sell some DVDs? Yeah. What age did you start doing that? Uh, 12, 13. Okay. And, um... I stole, uh, what was it? Box of Donuts once. How old were you then? 15. Okay. Have you ever, uh, broken into anybody's home or... Zachary did. What's that? Zach did. Yeah, how about you? Uh... Or a car, even? Yeah, I broke into cars. Steal change, junk change, find if they had any weapons or anything in there. Okay. And uh, were you less than 15 when you broke into the cars? A little bit older, 16. Okay. Uh, shoot stuff in the backyard. In front that's, of what that's what you did. Is that related to. Yeah. How so? Uh, for entertainment. Right, but. but Help me understand that this is... It uh, it's is, against the law. That was the thrill of knowing that was against the law. What was the thrill of doing it? No. Uh, just shooting a gun in the backyard is against the law. Is it? Yeah. yeah. 
And what was throwing about that? Uh, um, no one will know. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, his insight is such a change from the interrogation that we watched. I will say the lack of emotion in his voice, there, there just is none. There's no emotion. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, where we've gone from uh, that, that sad and, and upset boy that, that we saw in the interrogation to, to now being so matter-of-fact. And, you know, it, it's a bit like Dennis Rader, who we covered a few seasons ago, standing in, in court saying, yeah, I did this, and then I raped yeah. her, and then I hung her, and then I yep. did this and this and this. He's basically talking the same way. Yeah, yeah, I stopped, mm. I went into cars, you know, I took their change, looked for weapons, not, oh, I look for, you know, headphones, computers. He looked for weapons, you know. It's just in, interesting small little things like that. But in the middle of all that, he also dobbed in Zach. He goes, yeah, Zach did that. It's like, yes. well, really, really, you know, that your brother is going to stand by you and you're dobbing him in, in for crimes that really pale in, in comparison to what he's done. Do we so know what their relationship the was like at this it. point? Had Zach kept true to his promise in the interrogation? Um, mostly he, he did. You know, um, it really affected his um, his own personal um, life, obviously, because when, when you're the brother of a school shooter, it becomes mm. hard. But um, he did he, he did stand by. Nick, but he also st stood for, you know, the other students and everything that he had known because he, he'd gone to the same school. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, also interesting, Amanda, is that we're not hearing anything about the voices. You know, um, <laughs> he's talking a lot about... The fact that he did these things and and they're from his perspective, um, but anyway, the the next section I think is probably the most telling of everything he has said as he talks about the murders as they happened. You were describing to me yesterday that at some point you decided. Uh, did you leave the gun there? No, I went out. Of, I went out. I I think I tossed the gun on the ground. On the third floor or something? Yeah, I think I stopped on the first one and I kicked and I went, up, went, up, went to the side. And tell me again, uh, how come you stopped at that moment? Uh, I couldn't find anyone to kill. How come? I didn't know if kids were in the classroom or not? Or? I didn't know. Okay. I just I, I didn't want to do it anymore and I, I didn't think anyone else was in the building. Okay. Yesterday you were just... Yeah, yeah, I told you I had to, like, trap them and everything. The window that I was shooting at. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask, uh, ask about the, the window. Uh, could, you, could you see? I think you told me. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I, I could see a football field, and then I could see it off to the side a little bit. Could you see any kids at all or not? Yeah, there was, like, three or four hundred yards. I saw eight hundred yards. Okay. I can't remember. We guarded. And did the window ever crack at all? Yeah, there was, like, bullet holes in it. Okay. 
And I don't know how big an AR-15 sort of tip is. It really is the bullet size, not, not not so much the barrel. The barrel doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the, it's the bullet. So however big the bullet, that hole is going to be the same, same size. Okay. And, and did you ever try to fire through the bullet hole, or what happened there? I tried. It didn't work. I tried smashing my gun into the, into the window, tried to break it. It didn't work. And why were you trying to smash the, the gun in the window? Uh, to try, try to shoot out the crowd. Okay. That didn't work? No. Okay. On the other side, and I was walking, and then I saw the two girls. I shot them. I shot them. Okay. Okay, and then I shot was Peter Wayne in that girl by the Okay. Yeah. I think her name, his name was Peter Wong or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I, think I, only, so. I only recently found out what his name Yeah. And so... Uh, the first person you shot, remind me what, what that was like and what and how you were able to how you did that. I thought they would scream. Uh-huh. It's more like they passed out. Okay. They passed out and just blood well, just came out pouring out of their head. Okay. It was really nasty and sad to see. And um Again, uh, I think I asked you this yesterday, but uh, I think I showed mercy to the three girls. I was going to walk away, but they started to uh, show nasty faces and coming back or something. Explain to me how you showed them mercy. I was I was like thinking about shooting them, but I didn't, didn't want to do it, so I, I was going to walk down down the hallway. And did you end up shooting them? Yeah, yeah because they gave me a nasty look and they were about to run. Okay, what do you mean they gave you a nasty look? Like, okay. like that. And so you were going to give I them mercy. I thought they were going to attack me or something. Okay. You were going to give them mercy, but then they gave you the nasty look. And then we were going to run away. Or Two of them were going to run away one. And, nasty look. And, and then they just, and, they, and when I pulled up my gun, they just went back and they put it into a ball. Like they pulled into a ball? Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? I didn't even aim or anything. I just, I just shot. Okay. How did, the, how did the bullets get in them if you didn't aim? I aimed downward. Okay. Like, I, I had, like, on a waist, and I had... And then, um, do you remember who the last person you shot was? Uh, Peter Wayne. Okay. And uh, describe uh, to me what uh, happened. His, with... his head blew up like a water balloon. And then there was a girl you mentioned yesterday that was... Yeah, she was, she was on the stairwell. She was on the stairwell? Yeah, I shot her. She was, she was crawling. I shot her in the back. Okay, and how come? Uh, I told you I wanted to kill as many people as I could and okay. take my life. Okay. So I was, that was cool as well. I, I shot her. Okay. In the back. I think I shot her twice. Okay. She was injured in the leg, I think, when I was shooting down the hallway or something. Okay. And I think a uh, security card in the hallway that I told you about, I think he gave me a nasty look. So I shot him in the head. Peter Wing also gave me a nice look. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What kind of look did he give you? Do you, do you remember? Look of anger. Okay. Yeah, I think I told him to run. And did he? Okay. Um, and that's the end of the tape. I mean, uh, certainly hard to listen to as Cruz described his reasoning over the victims he chose, you know, like he was showing two girls some mercy, but then they gave him a, 
uh, a look he didn't like and that mercy was gone. Is that victim blaming? Absolutely. He is trying to reconcile what he's done with a reasoning behind why he chose those victims. He, he had no plans. He just wanted to go in there and, and, and kill as many as he could, as he, he just said. But oh, he said that you know, the two girls gave him an angry look and then he thought that they were going to attack him. He's got mm. a gun. They mm. don't. Mm. Like, you know, if, for someone who is showing a lot of insight, it, he it, it it is gone and this is where we need to see it the most is that he goes yeah i know what i did he said i killed as many as i could but then he's saying oh you know she she tried to crawl away oh he gave me a dirty look so i shot him in his head that blew but up see, like i believe him i i believe that went through his mind and and we often hear about sometimes killers do have a moment of mercy and how you know there might be a look that isn't negative that just reaches the humanity of them and they will turn the gun to someone else. I believe everything well, he, he just said there that he was giving mercy and then they did a look that he didn't like and he that mercy was gone. That look would have been absolute sheer terror. Of but course. But we know that before he yeah. started shooting, he, he came across a kid who, who walked into the, the stairwell well, where he, he was prepping and he told him to go. Like he said, oh, I, I told one of them to run mm. and then I shot them. You know, this, I mean, it's a very I'm short not time, excusing but it's a very long... anything. What I'm saying is that no. I do believe in his head. He, he, he believed what he just told that psychiatrist. That's what I'm saying, that oh, yeah. I do believe yeah. those were his motivations. Yeah, but it completely lacks insight because that's yes. not what was happening. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I think we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Isn't it funny how you and I don't just have a nice conversation? It gets a little bit arsy. Is that the word I'm looking for? Bargy. Argy bargy. And then we go, hang on, we're both saying <laughs> the same thing. That's pretty yeah. typical of us. Um, okay, so Cruz pleaded guilty to all of the charges he faced. Now, nevertheless, due to the fact the prosecution, they were, so, they, were seeking, uh, they were seeking the death penalty, so legal proceedings had to begin. That happened in July 2022, the delay mostly being due to COVID. This is how ABC News covered the story at the time. This morning, the fate of the Parkland, Florida school shooter is in the hands of a jury as the prosecution asks for death. It's unrelentlessly cruel. The appropriate sentence for Nicholas Cruz is the death penalty. Closing arguments were heard yesterday in the trial of Nicholas Cruz, who pleaded guilty to shooting and killing 17 people, 14 students and three teachers on Valentine's Day 2018 at his former school, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High. The prosecutor insisting that execution is the only appropriate punishment for Cruz, describing him as a cold-blooded killer, hunting in the hallways for victims with an AR-15 fires the third shot and as she runs he shoots her and severs her spinal cord and reminding the jury of Cruz's plan recorded before the murders I mean the next school shooter of 2018 the defense asking instead for a life sentence calling Cruz now 24 broken suffering from a brain disorder caused by his biological mother's heavy drinking while pregnant and claiming he did not get the care he needed from his adoptive mother do we kill brain damaged mentally ill 
broken people. The defense claiming Cruz took responsibility for his actions by pleading guilty. Sentencing Nicholas to life is the right thing to do. The jury will be sequestered once deliberations start today. All 12 jurors must agree in order for Cruz to be sentenced to death. It's interesting, isn't it, Amanda? There was, it was only up for about three seconds, uh, but it really hit me there where we saw the 17 people that he killed. I'll show you that again for people on the video feed. But when you look at those 17 people, geez, it, 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 it's just one of those things that it brings it, it brings it home, the reality of what he did. You know, we sit here talking about the loss of life and everything, but when you see those 17 faces, and as I said, it was two to three seconds of that news report, but yeah, it just really hit, hit me. Yeah, it does, it does hit hard when you consider the reality of what's going on. Yes, we're, we're looking at it um, with hindsight and, and, and we're sort of dissecting him. But, yeah, this has, has ruined a lot of lives, not just the 17, not just mm. their families, you know, that this whole communities and, you know. It, it, no, it's we just mentioned his brother, Zach. Frequently that it should be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, th there's so many people that, that get affected by this. Um, but also it's interesting in that, that that they're talking about him being brain damaged and handicapped, and he gives a look like, no, I'm not, like, really? I, I know. It's, it's I was big, watching that. It was a bit gross. No, it's <laughs> yeah. funny. Amanda said the same thing to me as it was going through, that he doesn't even look like he believes it. It is hard to tell, though, was that his reaction at the time? It's an edited yeah. clip on a news clip yeah. and of course I work in news and television and so my first reaction was is that the real reaction to what was being said <laughs> at that exact time I think we need to be careful about how we interpret yeah. that just in case of yes. that but you know the other thing is I guess that how the defense team played up the victim card because Cruz wasn't loved by his birth mother or she was an alcoholic this is what you're talking about uh, in regards to the mentally uh, brain damaged um, but but that's the that's the tools you use isn't it when you're trying to get a guy off being put to the death penalty it is, but at the same time that they could uh, they could bring a million people into that room that had worse childhoods who don't go on to become school shooters, and that's the thing that. about all all of these people. You know, we we try and and use excuses to save them when the victims didn't get their chance to yeah. to be saved. You know, so I it's it's kind of a, a moot point, and I and I understand that, but I think it's interesting that they always play the victim card. Um, especially for waiting, he's pled guilty, you know, but mm. anyway. All right. Well, the jury came back on October 14, 2022, with a unanimous decision stating that Cruz was eligible for the death penalty for the 17 murders, but they could not agree to impose it. Again, ABC News reports. After a jury did not unanimously agree on the death penalty for the gunman who killed 17 people in that horrific school massacre in Parkland, Florida in 2018. Some of the victims' families actually walked out of the courtroom. Our Gio Benitez is in Florida with the very latest. Gio, good morning to you. Hey, TJ, good morning to you. It's been a long four and a half years for these families, and now many of them are furious that the killer will live another day. This morning, anger and disappointment after the jury recommended life in prison for Parkland gunman Nicholas Cruz rather than the death penalty. My firstborn daughter, my shining star, daddy's girl, was taken from me.
Cruz showing little emotion. The families of the 17 victims also inside the courtroom, listening in disbelief as the judge read the verdict, some of them walking out. If this was not the most perfect death penalty case, then why do we have the death penalty at all? All 12 jurors would have had to agree to the death penalty, but the jury foreman saying three of them voted for life in prison. I didn't vote that way, so I'm not happy with how it, how it worked out. But everybody has the right to decide for themselves. Prosecutors had argued Cruz was a sociopath and that the massacre was premeditated. It was calculated. It was purposeful. But the defense said he was mentally ill, suffering from fetal alcohol syndrome after his mother abused alcohol and drugs during her pregnancy. He was doomed from the womb. And in a civilized, humane society, do we kill brain-damaged, mentally ill, broken people? I hope not. Did Joaquin get justice today? No, he did not. He did not. In the midst of it all, Joaquin Oliver's father on the road working to bring awareness to gun violence. The day that I lost Joaquin, Joaquin did not lose me. So I, I got to keep on doing my parenting role. And the families will return to the courtroom on November 1st to deliver their victim impact statements. But no matter what, the judge is expected to formally sentence Cruz to life in prison. A couple of interesting points out of that, Amanda. We heard that same audio again and saw that audio of the defense talking about the brain issues, the mental brain issues, and it was a different reaction to him that we saw then. <laughs> Absolutely. I was hoping you'd spot that. So very good. <laughs> that's that's why, you know, you have to have, have caveats of things, especially this is why where you don't use press clips because of that. Yes. Because they can sensationalise it and alter the, the conversation. Well, really good point. Uh, two reports on the same network. One was from the news, one was from Good Morning America, uh, edited in different ways, projected a different impact. Now, that is something maybe we'll look at one day is how the media manipulate and report. And and I'm actually not having a go oh, at them. Oh, my goodness, but- yes. But there, there is there is something in that, especially in the in the in these kinds of cases. Um, so so we, so we had that. And look, if you do want to see it, because even in that clip alone, there was a lot to see. So don't forget, we do do a video version of this podcast. You can find that at patreon.com slash MWM confessions. And there's a whole range of tiers, but it's the $25 tier you need to be able to see the video cast. Um, or if you just want to see the video, go to uscreen.io. Sorry, it's mwm.uscreen.io. And that then you can just buy the episode or you can subscribe for a monthly fee. Amanda, deadlocked at nine jurors to three, as one of the parents said, if there was ever a perfect case for the death penalty, this was it. Yeah, well, it certainly was. And, you know, there is a lot of anger there from a lot of the parents. Um, I, I've watched most of their um, their victim impact statements and we heard a few just in that clip as well. You know, but um, it came down to, I believe, this brain-damaged baby. I think that's where three of them said, I can't do it because, you know, maybe they know someone who, who had a, a baby with fetal alcohol syndrome. You know, mm. it can cause behavioural issues. And I think there was just enough of a doubt 
for them to say, I can't, you know, sleep tonight knowing I've sentenced someone to, to death. And that is, you know, I don't think I could actually sentence someone to death. So, you know, I think it depends on who who that jury selection is. So when it comes down to jury selection, they've obviously done a good job on both sides for them to actually have it come back deadlocked. So, um, which, you know, it was sort of based both both sides because we knew he was guilty, he confessed. But at the same time, they're looking at that baby. They're looking at that brain damage issues. You know, um, he, he actually has a birth sister that has has grown up okay she's um she's very angry and and hurt but you know she didn't go on to become a school shooter so you know there's that side of of that coin but um Mm. you know he's so that they were also saying that he wasn't loved by his adopted mum but you know zach doesn't think that so Yeah, yeah And it's also interesting that America does a very different thing to Australia where you can hear from the jurors and they can say, you know, we we saw a gentleman in there saying, well, I voted for the death penalty, but enough people didn't. And, and, And actually the need for unanimous decision has been repelled, hasn't it, because of this very case? Yes, it has. Good old Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, <laughs> he, him and him and Trump. I just just my favourite people. No, um, no, no, yeah, no. DeSantis is not in Trump's <laughs> category. He's a Trump wannabe. Um, <laughs> and no, I and and will certainly never be president of the United States. No. Flash oh, forward, President DeSantis. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that may not age well, Robert. Mm. <laughs> but yes, now it, it it doesn't need to be a unanimous decision. It only has to be a majority to agree to the death penalty. Yeah. So the jury returned their verdict that Cruz should be sentenced to life in prison, as we mentioned, and he's able to actually make a statement. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Is there anything else that either side wishes to add to the record or or present at this time? I believe Mr. Cruz wanted to make a statement to the court and to the victim's president yes. of the court. Okay. May I take off a mask? Sure. I am very sorry for what I did and I have to live with it every day. And that if I were to get a second chance, I would do everything in my power to try to help others. And I am doing this for you and I do not care if you do not believe me. And I love you. And I know you don't believe me, but I have to live with this every day and it brings me nightmares and I can't live with myself sometimes, but I try to push through because I know that's what you guys would want me to do. I hate drugs and I believe this country would do better if everyone would stop smoking marijuana and doing all these drugs and causing racism and violence out in the streets. I'm sorry and I can't even watch TV anymore and I'm trying my best to maintain my composure and I just want you to know I'm really sorry. And I hope you give me a chance to try to help others. If you, if I believe it's your decision to decide where I go and whether I live or die, not the jury's. I believe it's your decision. I'm sorry. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> Sorry, the judge. Okay, anything else? (laughs) She was not buying it. (laughs) I mean, it's a... it's a bloody weird apology, right? Um, mentions, I can't watch TV. I believe there's a drug problem in the States. Um, 
And and the only moment, we talked about a lack of emotion all through this episode. And what's the one bit he shows emotion? He gets teary when it's about his life and the idea that he could be put to death. That is the only time we get emotion. Oh, fake. Yeah, com- completely. I'm just no, I don't think it was fake. I think that, that emotion was about himself being put to death. Um, oh, yeah. You, uh, you it's don't all agree? about him. Yeah, he's not sorry for what, what he, he's not sorry. No, for no, 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 no. Again, we're on that. the same page. It, it affects him. Yeah, yeah, we are. All right, before before we bash it out, um, which you would win any day of the week, um, <laughs> before we do that, no, no, I think we're on the same page, but I do believe that moment of tear was absolutely real because it was about him and the fear of him being killed, not the fear that he put into other people and the, the, rem- the remorse. He has no remorse for those people. The only remorse he has is the idea that he's going to be put to death the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I love you, and um, you know, I know you want me to live. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, surely they would have had something written or told him to say stuff, and they probably did. But what has come out is just a jumbled, garbled mess about pity, poor me. You know, I I now have this life that is just totally ruined and changed. Everyone in that courtroom's life has been ruined and changed, and they have to live with that. They have to see all of this, and he he can't watch TV without nightmares now. Boo, fucking who? That's all I've got to say. <laughs> I agree. Well, you'll notice I talked at the beginning about the judge and her reaction. Okay, anything else? That is Elizabeth Shearer. Sorry. Um, So in our next episode of Monsters Who Murder, we're going to hear her full sentencing. So this happened on November 2, 2022. So it's almost just a year. It's under a year since this happened. We're going to hear that full statement. Amanda, it's been interesting going from his psychology um, appointment, that, that process into what's happened in the courtroom, but we're going to get more courtroom, more statements. Next episode is truly one to watch, and we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to play big slabs of this, aren't we? We're not cutting it down. It's not going to be one or two minute grabs. Uh, we are going to play like her her sentencing. I think goes for like 30, 13 minutes, and we're going to play all of it. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I think um, you know that there's times that we go through and, and we cut out the boring bits, but I think this is something that we need to hear in its entirety. You know, it's a lot of legal language, but I think it's interesting to see how this now plays out because. You know, Florida does it their own way, and we're about to see how how that goes. Yes, yes, we certainly will. (laughs) All right, that's the next edition of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions post-surgery. So when I get my voice back, and maybe I'll speak with a deeper voice, maybe I'll speak like this, all will be revealed (laughs) on the next episode of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Amanda Howard, thank you so much. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.